We are in the midst of our lymph node series, and we're going to continue that today. Uh, Dusty and Albie had to had to go home um, because of exposure there the day. So they called her this morning and told her she couldn't be here. So everybody needs to at least hand sanitize your hands. So who's got a mask on that can go around and sanitize everybody's hands? One of you do it. Everybody sanitize your hands. We're all socially distanced. She stayed away from everybody this morning anyway, and she's just exposed to something that she don't uh, think she has it, but just be precaution because that's what we should do, right? Yeah. It's precaution. So sh they had to uh, leave this morning, so there'll be no children's church either. So we're going to have to try to make this message now interesting for kids too, and that rearranges things, but we'll get through it, right? Change is good. Everybody say change is good. Change is good. I love change. I'm a change maker, right? I, I am a change maker. So, Lymph Nodes Part 5. Last week we didn't do Part 4 because the missionaries were here, but they did a good job discussing and teaching us how to network and the things that we would have covered anyway. So, um, And basically, when I wrote down last year about uh, networking was networking is being God's conduit. So if we want to network, uh, God needs a conduit to work through to get to the world. He's always used people. He's always used individuals to do his bidding in this earth. And you'll see that all through Scripture. So if you read through your Bible, you're going to read stories about individuals, families, people, and those things. So these individuals was used by God, and they were used uh, to shows God shows God's uh, action to the world through individuals he's looking for people to use and the deal is you can be his conduit if you wish or you can stand alone and say i don't want to participate i don't want to do anything i don't want to be used by god and he won't he won't force himself upon you and he won't force you to be used sometimes he'll take you through some difficult storms to get you there he did jonah right he took jonah through some troubles and trials and jonah ended up uh, needing to get back there and uh, to get to Nineveh. And God used that and did it anyway, whether Jonah wanted to or not. So he'll change your mind sometimes when you think, I don't want to be used by him. He might put you in a predicament where you think, well, I really need to be used by him. It would be a lot easier than me fighting against him. Amen? Yeah. So we all need to be God's God conduit. And I encourage you to ask him to use you in ways that you haven't been used before and open up your heart and mind to say, God, I'm a willing vessel. That's what he's looking for, is willing vessels. And we can all make a difference in the world we live in if we so desire and if we choose to follow him and allow him to move. Um, so in this Lymph Nodes, we've talked about different things about Jacob, um, the Old Testament story in Genesis, that Jacob was a person that was uh, used by God in a mighty way that uh, literally transformed his name from Jacob to Israel and how that it still rings true today. We know the nation of Israel today, right? We, we encourage the nation of Israel. We believe that they ought to exist. And since uh, the late 40s, when they come back in and become a nation once again, uh, the is nation of Israel is something that we should bless. Amen? That we should speak highly of, and we should look to safeguard. And I thank God uh, for this just this past year that, you know, uh, that God was able to see the embassy be... Uh, brought back to Jerusalem where it should be, and I'm grateful for that. It's not a political thing. It's just a thing that I thank God for, 
because God is the one that does things even though he uses people. Amen? So, we talked about Jacob wrestling with God originally in our first message, and then the second week we talked about walking with a limp and how that after, after that he had wrestled with God, or that he had uh, called God out, basically, that God come down and wrestled with him, and then next thing you know that Jacob is walking with a limp. And whenever he's walking with a limp, you need to know, and I didn't talk about this during that week, but he was heading towards his brother that he thought he was going to have to fight with. And whenever he's heading towards his brother, God touched him, and he was limping on his way to go to what he thought was going to be a fight. But whenever he got there, God had already changed his brother's heart. His brother had hated him before, and God had reconciled that before Jacob even got there. And whenever he came to his brother, his brother fell on him, hugged him, and kissed him and told him how much he loved him. How many would like for that to happen when you're ready to go for a fight? Amen? Whenever you're heading for a fight, and the next thing you know, you walk in, and it isn't like what happened right up here a minute ago, and fingers getting smashed, that you could actually go in and love each other. Wouldn't that be nice if wrestlers just walk up and hug and just, oh, you're such a nice guy. No, it ain't going to happen in wrestling, right? It ain't going to go down like that. But that's the way it happened for Jacob, even though he's limping. Uh, then we talked about what note are you in and, and talked about being a hot spot for God and how that we can turn on uh, whenever we're tuned into him and listening to him, that we would hear from him, that we can be a conduit in that way, that we are the resource to where that we can affect others. And I hope and pray that many of you has done that, that you've uh, turned on your hot spot and allowed others to participate with you in hearing from God because we all need to hear from God. But today I want to talk about what technology can do for God's kingdom. And uh, technology is something that we are... Uh, enamored by in a lot of ways and it just dumbfounded how many's dumbfounded by technology i saw dennis uh, brown posted for the lewis county herald he he posted a, a a picture and basically saying about different types of clocks did anybody see that that like your cell phone they'll automatically update yourself so you don't have to fool and fiddle with it trying to get the date and time right it just you wake up next morning then your time is reset the way it should be and, it, and if you go to a regular old clock, you can turn it. and you can, About anybody can get that done. There's a little knob on the back. You can turn it, right, make it get in sync with what time it's supposed to be. And then there's other clocks like on uh, your stove. Anybody, anybody got one of them range stoves with a clock on it? You have to have like a Ph.D. to change that, right? Or, or old, old school people, maybe somebody in here still got a VCR. Anybody still got a VCR? Uh, those things would flash on 12 o'clock at every VCR I've ever seen, I believe. Nobody ever figured out how to change the time on a VCR. Uh, so they're all 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock somewhere. Uh, the song's 5 o'clock somewhere, but I guess it's 12 o'clock everywhere according to it. So technology is something that can help us, but it's also things that can harm us. And I want to look at technology as far as what it can do for the church in that same regard that it can be an effect where it can help the church or it can also hurt the church and in that if we're going to limp through life we're going to limp through technology there's a learning curve it's called right so how many's had a learning curve wherever you get a new phone uh, just a while back a few months ago uh, work supplies my phones but I, I I went and I waited five years because I didn't want to trade mine in because I got so used to using mine and I got, had an iPhone that had the button on the bottom. I don't know what it was, like a seven, a seven or something like that. And I, I could click that button on the bottom. Get I could do whatever I wanted with my phone because it was easy to use, right? Anybody with me? You follow me? So then later on, you know, it finally got worse glitching and it wouldn't work. And I, it, it just dropped calls and I couldn't do things that I used to be able to do because it was getting older, right, like all of us. And whatever had happened, I was like, finally, you know, it's 
you'll take it as long as you can. How many weeks as long as you can? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to my old phone as long as I can. I ain't going to give in. I ain't going to go to that new phone. Eventually, the thing just gets where it won't work, and it shuts off and comes on in its own mind. And I just got to thinking, man, it's time. Quit holding out. I'm supposed to be a change agent, right? So I quit holding out, and I went up and got me another phone. When I got it, the, the guy was there, and, you know, my boss went with me, John, and, and he's a tech geek kindly to be older than me. He's more techy than I am. And, and we went up and sat down, and we was going to buy this phone, you know, the, and get me my phone updated because he's the one with the account holder and all the stuff's in his name and all that. So we're sitting there, and he's talking to this guy, and lo and behold, if the guy selling me the phone is not somebody that John played basketball back in the 1980s, how awesome is this, right? So I'm here trying to get a new phone, and I'm wanting to learn how to use this new phone because it don't work like my old one, right? But all they was doing was telling stories from 1987. Whoa, do you remember when old Pelfrey went down and he got in there? And uh, I'm like, really? I'm here to get a phone. I need to know how to use this stinking thing time I walk out of here, right? But they was living in the old days, reliving all those high school moments, basically like on uh, Uncle Rico, whatever his name is. They said his Pedro. name. Pedro. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. Uncle Rico on, on, on the Napoleon Dynamite, right? Anybody watch <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite? And the, Uncle Rico's out there, and he's throwing the football all by himself all the time, and he's he living it up. And, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he never comes in today because he's always living in yesterday. Anybody know anybody like that? Come on, somebody. There's somebody in this room that won't give up on the past because you're living in it rather than living your future or your now. But it's basically that way, and they was reliving their moments. And I walked out of there, and I didn't know how to use this stinking thing at all. I could barely even turn it on. That's how much change there was in five years for my phone. How sad is that, right? So I get home, and Leslie's got one of these phones, kind of something not like it. It don't have the button on the bottom. So I was like, well, how do you, how do you, uh, well, I had it turned on by then. I'd fiddled around with it enough. I got it on. But you know how it slows down or phone wheel, and you get too many things open all at once and all that? So it's a brand new phone, but I had I knew I had like 75 things open. Used to on my old phone, I hit the button, it comes up, and then you just slide all them things. And I, I don't know what it's called, but it's just like throwing them away, right? I'm getting all them off my screen, so I, I can start over in five more minutes. But as I do that all the time, I just as a habit I had for my old phone, so I want to do it with my new phone. So I'm there, and I said, Leslie, how's this work? And she's like, Well, just slide up from the bottom, and they'll come, and then you just slide and knock them all out like that. And I was like, I'm doing that. And I was, I was on my phone, I was, you know, I was, God, it ain't working. Aggravated and didn't understand, and, and she could barely make it work, and I don't know. And <laughs> it's just the way it is, folks. Change is hard. Change is awful. And in these limp nodes part of our life, my life is like that. When change comes, come on, somebody. When change happens, it's like, wow. This is all new. What do I do? But finally, I figured it out. Now, check this out. Comes on. You know, it's got face ID or something like that. That won't work, but here, I need to get in here. Oh, right there it did. Okay, I'm going to cancel that because I'm not typing anything. I don't know why it's saying that. So, and, and whenever you do that, I get it open now, and it's like right there. Oh, there's face ID. See it? That's slick right there. It knows my face. <laughs> Must be a pretty face it recognizes, right? So, no, don't have, well, the, the protector does. The protector's got a crack in it, but I'm glad they put that on there, right? Thank God for screen protectors. But then, then you do that. And it, this was what I was doing, trying to close out those screens. So I was swiping up like this. won't work. But look, watch this. Swipe up, swipe over. 
wow. <laughs> wow. Ain't this awesome? So now, I, I'm not going to close that one because it's my sermon. I can't, I can't throw away with that one. So I, I'm tired of them emails. I'm tired of all that. So I can close all this stuff out, right? Now, there's my fantasy football. There's stuff I've got going on. So, yeah, yeah, I can close all those out. And now it, it makes my phone work. Isn't that awesome? I figured that out. Don't make fun of me. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm slick at this. Everybody's in awe. All these other people are in awe. Not you. But, so I can't out-tech the techies, but I'll do my best. So... I'm limping through this, right? And limping through life. How many's limping through life? Feel like you're driving on a flat tire? Hard to get anywhere on a flat tire, isn't it? That's why our life feels something like And was it Andrea? Uh, Tommy was telling me yesterday that Andrea had a flat tire one time up in Greenup County and she decided she'd make it to Lewis County, so she drove all the way to Lewis County on a more the <laughs> broke the wheel. Just it's awful. So yeah, uh, get a flat tire you're supposed to change it in case anybody didn't know change your tire that's that's what you're supposed to do change your tire yeah she changed it yeah you had to, had to change it to a new one brand new one yeah that's 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 the way that works and the church we we learned about in healthy church lesson i went through a few years ago that they talked about how that the church that the basically the world operates on a on a schedule of about a three-year interval so something lasts for about three years so hairstyles usually it starts in california by the time it gets here three years later that we take on mullets you know and then we come on somebody about three years it takes when are they starting skinny jeans there and then about three years later we're all wearing skinny jeans by that time they've all switched to something else <laughs> amen? amen but the church what he said about the churches, we operate on 30-year intervals. So that's where the church is always having a hard time to be relevant with society and culture is because we operate on a 30-year difference time frame where that the world operates on a three-year schedule. So he said that's why the Gaithers come out in the 70s and are awesome, and the Gaithers stay all the way until 2000s, then praise and worship music comes along, and the church gets on then, and we switch gears to this. Prior to the Gaithers, it was hymns. So all through generations, about every 30 years or cycle, 30-year cycle, that the church will actually adopt change. And he was saying that in a way where that we need to become more focused and intentional about staying in tune with the times. And sometimes that's hard, especially in Lewis County, because there's still people here. You know the mullets? They was here and cool back in the 80s, right? Everybody had a mullet in the 80s. I had, I had a mullet. I had a nice one back in the 80s. Actually, I had the hair on top and had good bangs. Had a nice-looking mullet flowing. I wish I had a picture to put up here for you so you could see. Oh, yeah, she got them. Yeah, I'm sure. We went to school together, so Jodan's got all my pictures. So, and about, what is it? Here, here we are 30-some years later. All of a sudden, it comes back around, right? Now the mullets are cool again. So kids think they're new. What? Yeah, yeah, it's just a flow. Okay, well, it's renamed, repackaged, still the same thing. It's a mullet, <laughs> right? So it comes back around, and, and kind of like that for the church that sometimes I, I love hymns. Amen? I love when I hear hymns. I, I love the Gaither songs. I can listen to Gaithers and some of the quartets and some of those things. I love listening to that stuff. And I can listen to today's music of praise and worship. I'm okay with that, too. I enjoy all of it. But the thing is, we got 
to adapt. And I'm not saying we're going to convert to rap tomorrow. That would make some people happy. But, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have a hard time getting with it. You know, we could all be, I'm just glad we ain't mosh pitting it here at church, you know, some kind of like that. I, I don't want to do that either. I'll be limping for sure then. No mosh pitting for me. Get hurt there. But technology is something that the church needs to recognize. It's inevitable. Amen? It's inevitable. So as a church here at the bridge, we're intentional about a lot of these things. And Leslie is kind of nerdy just because that's the way she is. And, and, you know, a few years ago we had to convert over and, and we just going to do some things. We used to have a sound booth back there. Everybody remember the sound boards? In a, in a church, you had a soundboard. That's what that booth back there is for. Now it's got pop and cups and tables and coffee pot and just a little bit of everything back there. But that soundboard used to be back there, so somebody sat there, and literally, if this mic is too hot or too low, then they would adjust with a, with a slider like this and keep it in tune. It's not that way now. So now this piece of equipment she's got right here, we're, we're kind of techy, nerdy. This piece of equipment right here, it's Bluetooth. She can get on her phone and Bluetooth and raise or lower this mic from anywhere in the building. That's pretty awesome, right? Now you're not linked to a booth, and if you had to get up and go to the bathroom, you can't be the sound guy no more. <laughs> in old school, right? Now new school, just carry your phone with you, and it's literally Bluetooth on your phone, and it can be your soundboard. Change is good if we utilize it. And God is asking us today, how much do we want to change? How willing are we to change? The church should be the place that changes first. Amen? Are we going to be led by society, or are we going to lead society? It's a question we have to ask. I, I think the church should be leading society. So if there's benevolence going on, if there's needs out there, who should show up first? Amen, the church. If there's a hurricane in Louisiana, who should show up first? The church. If there's forest fires out in California, who should be there first to help people in trouble? The church. That's the guy that was here last week from Convoy Hope. That's what they do. And if you'll go on their website and read about it, you'll see that they beat the Red Cross to most tragic events that ever happened. The Convoy Hope is the first 18-wheelers that roll in to a town. Why? Because the church is supposed to be first. Amen? But it's leadership upon people like the missionaries that was here last week. Somebody has to do it. I can't, I can't take off in my truck and head for Louisiana. Can you? No, Earl went a few years ago whenever something happened to, and went down to Florida or something, didn't you, and moved trailers around and done some stuff. Some people can take off and do that whenever you want to. I can't. But their job as Convoy of Hope is to set a method for us to participate in that. So whenever we give financially to them every month, our church is a part of that group that makes that happen. Amen. Let's find a way. Amen. Amen? If I can't do it, let's find a way to do it. And if there's somebody doing it, partner with them. And it's amazing today that you can get on your phone and automatically give into their account by technology. It's a beautiful thing if we would harness it and use it the way God intended for us to use it. But how many knows, for everything that is invented or comes about, people will misuse it. Amen? Technology 
will be misused. It has been. We know it has been. But we need to use it for God's kingdom and build his kingdom. So whenever, looking through like this story of Jacob, it says in the last verse of that that from therefore to this day, is, is in the last verse of that there in Genesis 32. And as Jacob is, is the story of Jacob we've read about all this time, and it says, let me read it so I can hit it just right. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of, the, of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. So this was a tradition that Israelites, Jewish people, held on to. They don't eat the socket of the hip. They won't eat the meat around it because the tendons go through there because Jacob was touched like that. How was this translated from generation to generation? How did this information get from one generation to the next generation? I don't know if it was cavemen writing on the wall back then, right? The stories they'd write in a rock and carve it into a, a thing. And my, I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't know if they had like these big stone tablets and take chisels and write on. I don't know. It'd been a big book, wasn't it? We got, we got a book with thousands of pages now this thick where they take them walk around back then, and I, I'd hate to have a book. For one, God wrote the Ten Commandments on two big tablets, didn't he? You know what those tablets was? It wasn't an iPad. Hey, man, it'd be easy to draw on an iPad today. Thou shalt not kill. Okay, that's easy. But God's finger come down and touched those stones, right? Those big, heavy tablets. Moses got mad and broke them. How crazy is that? Surely none of us ever got mad and broke something God made. Surely not. I don't know if they had books, caveman. I, I don't know. But I know one thing that did happen, and it continues to happen to this day, is that people, word of mouth. And I, I don't know what some things, I say some things sometimes, I don't even know what it really means. Fair to Midland. Right? Anybody ever heard some old-timer say that? How are you doing? Fair to Midland, right? I, I don't really know what that means. I use it all the time. I'll say it at work. Somebody calls, how are you doing? Well, fair to Midland. Right? My grandpa used to say this all the time. I have no idea what this means. I, palm my word and honor. Well, palm my word and honor. I'm like, what? What is that? Pawn. I, I think of going to the pawn shop whenever I say pawn, right? So pawn my word and honor. My, I guess you're taking your word and honor and you're going and pawning. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. It don't make any sense, right? But there's things that's passed down from generation to generation, and it will go generations deep. You all have got it. Don't sit there and look all holy and like you're some changing with the times bunch. You're not. You've got things that your family says maybe that mine didn't. And it's held from generation to generation by word of mouth. Word of mouth. So as this is done, word of mouth to word of mouth. Joe Don running her daughter off right now. She said, get out of here. Word of mouth. That's still a good way to do it. That's a good way for the church to operate today is by word of mouth. Somebody say amen. 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 We need to still be able to articulate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In words. We'll do it in deeds, but we need to do it in words. So you can do good deeds for people, but just like he was saying last week, 
You can do good deeds and you can give people socks and shoes and everything else, but if you're not articulating that I'm doing this because the gospel changed my life to make me a person that is compassionate, that is benevolent, then we're not really doing any good. We're just giving them shoes. We're just giving them socks or whatever else. We have to articulate and put words to our actions. Amen? So what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Jesus was born of a virgin, right? We know the Christmas story. We'll come up on Christmas. He lived so many years. Some, most people say 33 and a half years, something like that on this earth. Lived a sinless life, which means he didn't sin one time. Amen? Because there are some churches out there today teaching that Jesus sinned. You can't take that from Scripture. He didn't sin. He was sinless. Now, the only reason that he was a propitiation for our sins or the one that could accept our sins and, and the one that was sacrificed for our sins is because he was sinless. Amen? Amen? That's what it says in Hebrews. Once and for all. <laughs> it's forever settled, right? So he's a sinless man. He was crucified on the cross of Calvary. Amen? He was dead. He wasn't in a coma. Amen? He was dead. He was no longer breathing. And then three days later, what happened? He rose from the dead. And he was forever victorious over death, hell, and the grave. That's the gospel of Jesus. That he is our answer to our problems. To our sin. He gives us a path to become righteous before God. We have to choose that. That's the gospel. Articulate that. That's not hard. You don't have to go to some college and get in some ministry school somewhere to learn that. It's pretty simple. Everybody in this room, if you've been in the church very long at all, you know that's the gospel of Jesus. You know those truths. And you can articulate it if people will listen. Not everybody will listen. You'll hear God's name used a lot, but usually it's not in the right way. Amen? It's called using it in vain, right? Shouldn't do that. But God, how many believes that God is allowing us to evolve and change? I preached a message a couple years ago, and I said this. I believe in evolution. Everybody's like, you, God, what kind of church am I a part of? I believe that God evolves things in this world. Are we still operating on the tablets and hammers and chisels to make nodes? And No. God allows us to evolve. I don't believe in evolution that we come from a monkey. Amen? I believe God created Adam and Eve, and he created Adam in the dust of the ground. I believe what the Bible says about it. But there is evolution that happens throughout the history of time. So God allows change to happen. Everybody say, I want to change. Now look at your neighbor and say, you should too. Amen. There needs to be some change in the house. There should be some change agents around here. But I, I want us to look in this, this slide. Let's put this slide up right here. It's in Daniel. Here's a verse in Daniel. Ja Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. And it says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. Just talking about the end times. Daniel's getting a prophecy for the end times. And he says, Many shall run to and fro. How many think that sounds like today? Amen? Even more so than even it was back in the 1850s. But the minute the trains and the bullers and all that come into place and people begin to move, when we went to and fro, it was a whole different story if you had to ride a horse from here to California versus getting on a train to California. 
It changed things, right? It evolved. But now you can get on an airplane, and what used to take you a train ride or two weeks to get to California, now you can get on a plane, and three or four or five hours you could be out there. It's getting faster and faster and faster. If Elon Musk gets his way, we'll all be driving around in cars flying in the air. That's the way it's going to be. They've got a space deal going on, and an and individual, the first time ever that an individual that wasn't part of a scientific program flew into outer space because Elon Musk wants him to. Space travel. It would dumbfound our great-great-grandparents what we're capable of doing today versus what they did. The generation that get to watch, begin to see the Wright brothers invent and get airplanes to work. Think about that. That they seen in masses Henry Ford make these assembly lines and create a change in a way they built cars. And he said, I want cars to be so cheap that every employee I got can buy one. It changed the world. Now everybody had a car, right? And they could move. So as this has happened, look at this. Time over through here, throughout history, has always remained the way of life for people was about the same. It's called the Age of Enlightenment. Like back in the 1800s is a time where the human, for some reason, was able to think and invent and do things that they hadn't been able to do before. The Age of Enlightenment began to happen. For one, Tesla invented the AC motor. It changed our world in entirety. We, we just counted it as, well, that's just something else. And yeah. The world before it was a whole different world. And there's things like that happening today in such a rate that we can't even understand and keep up with it. That iPhones are changing in, what, every two-year intervals now or something? They come out every year about. They come out with a new one. It's crazy, the rate of change. And you can see that technology is increasing at a rate like never before. And this is in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, and it said, And knowledge shall be increased. That's the Bible. Knowledge will be increased. How many things we're living in today where the change is happening on a pace that I can't even keep up with? It's biblical. It's what is supposed to be happening right now. We're living in the day and time where change is happening, and technology is increasing in minutes now, what used to take two or three or four or five generations to get that much increase in knowledge. Now it's happening in minutes. It's a scary world we're living in. If we don't adapt and change with it, we're going to become irrelevant. I'm not saying change the gospel. Everybody say amen. Don't change the gospel. But you can change the method in which you deliver the gospel. You can use your Facebook for the good. We can get on there and fight about politics and tell everybody else how they're the demon going to hell because they believed in me and all this. That, what's that got to do with the gospel? Nothing. Exactly. And we can do all these things and be so negative and condescending and get on everybody else's post and tell them how ugly they are and all this stuff. We could do all that. And I know I use my social media platform to make sure everybody understands how Leslie's deer hunted. I know that. I know you're all looking back at me saying, you're preaching to the choir here, but what about yourself? I understand. She enjoys it too. Don't let her kid you. I promise she, she loves it too. 
quit taking my picture. That's what I hear every time I post one of them. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> the internet is called the information highway, super highway. So that's what the internet is. It's a, a super highway. So I want to put up this other screen. Next screen. I feel like a weatherman here. Uh, that's <laughs> what I feel like today. So TV and mobile devices. Average time spent in the U.S. from 2014, and they're predicting what's going to happen in 2021. So this is what's happened in the last couple of years, five, six years. Used to be people were on mobile devices back in 2014, two hours and 32 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, it's a different day and time, exactly right. Dennis got it. TV, people watch TV four hours and 20 minutes a day. Unlimited data, boy, mom liked that. I remember mom, mom bought a laptop one time off QVC <laughs> because it said it had internet. Wi-Fi, what she thinks is internet. <laughs> so she bought it and started it up. Dennis plugged it in like, woohoo, I got the internet. Called Leslie, this thing ain't working. It's not going to. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> it changed. That's probably about 2014, too. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Don't believe everything you see on QVC. There's, there's a good tidbit right there. So now they're predicting, look here. At the crossover point in 2019 was the first year where the people were on their cell phones more than watching TV. Everybody say, that's a shift. That's a shift. If you think change is not happening, you're oblivious to what's really going on. Change is happening. And whether we like it or not, and I hear people gripe all the time, and I gripe myself. Because when I'm talking to somebody and they pick this up, what happens to you? My blood begins to boil. I don't like it at all. I think it's very disrespectful. I would agree with Joe Don. But can you stop it? <laughs> That's how I stop it. I used to try to belittle them. I've done it. Somebody pick your phone when I'm talking to you. Is that more important than what I'm talking to you about right now? I just call them out. Just Is, is that more important? But guess what? I can't change everybody. Come on now. I can't change everybody. I, I'm going to quit trying. I don't have to. But I can walk away, and I do. I do it a lot at work. If somebody comes up to me and starts telling me about something, and I start talking back to them, they pick up their phone, and I'm like, you have no iota. Of, you have no clue. You don't. <laughs> it is disrespectful. It's awful. <laughs> the only reason you be on it, corporate, yeah, they're. They probably ain't talking to corporate, more than likely. But I, I use this every week for my sermon. So used to, I, I had handwritten notes, right, that I'd have all my handwritten notes wrote out for the sermon or whatever. Now it's on this notes of this. So it's, I, I'll use it for the good. Then I can work on it all the time because used to, if I was handwriting it on a note paper, like I used to, that I would write down my notes, but if I left that at home, wherever I got to work or whatever, if I wanted to work on sermon a little bit, I couldn't do it because the notebook was home. Now it's with me all the time, right? There's benefits to it if we use it right. So next slide. Go back a slide first. People are on their cell phones on average, on average in the U.S., three hours and 54 minutes a day. It's a lot more than that for a lot of, lot of people. And your phone tracks you every week, and you can turn it on. 
It'll give you a warning on Sunday morning of how many hours per day on average you was on your phone. It'll warn you. You want to know how many mine was today? Seven hours and 20-some minutes a day. I, I work using this, though, right? I have to have this. I can't be without this in, in working. My job requires it of me. A lot of things I can do on here. I can do things on here that I can do on my computer at work. I work on the weekend doing this, right? So, but the thing is, I started a little challenge for people at work, and three of us have got cell phones, and my one boss, he, he was on the phone last month. I, wherever you get your bill every month, it tells you how many minutes he's on the phone for, for audio call, not data, but call. He was on the phone 3,500 minutes last month. 3,500 minutes talking on the phone last month. Exactly. 58 hours in the month he was on the phone. Mine is sometimes 700. Mine might get up to 900, 1,100, something like that, minutes of talking on the phone. But it's a good way with data to show us where we're at, right? So next slide. So whenever we're saying it, it isn't like somebody's on the phone. If I'm on the phone seven hours, it isn't just a seven-hour block. It's a bunch of little blocks. So all these little spaces out through here, and it says on average, people, you can't go three minutes without picking up your phone. The average American cannot, if you have a cell phone, can't go three minutes without picking it up and seeing what's going on. Three minutes. That's average. It's inevitable that it's happening. And we're so callous to it because it's just the norm. But in reality, what are we doing to God's kingdom with it? Or what are we doing for God's kingdom with it? For one, I said, just like Cindy sitting here shaking her head right now. Cindy goes to the boat docks and going to have a, a kayak and connection group. Guess what she does? Gets on her shares. Hey, getting ready to go kayaking in a minute. Anybody want to come? Then after the kayaking event's over, she gets on there and posts, hey, we, we went today and here's pictures and we looked this and looked that. and uh, It's awesome, right? You can use it for good. I'm sure there's people that watch this or post and think, well, what in the world's a connection group? Create questions. Then you can answer them, right? Gives you opportunity to say, this is what God's kingdom is about. He wants us to have fun together. Church is not for just a building and four walls where people come and get hollered at. Amen? It's for getting out on the boat and traveling down that water and heading out in a kayak towards the river. That's what it's about. That's God's kingdom. It's all his. We can use whatever we want. It isn't tied to one specific place now. So the altar calls this. Pub me back in the water. I want to go back to the river now. How many of those of you was a lobster? 
and somebody captured you in a big net and you hurt all your friends that start bullying them? Come on, somebody. <laughs> I want to go back to the river, too. They're pretty nasty, really, eating the sludge off the bottom of the creek, right? It's nasty. They're nasty fish. They're bottom feeders. Can't believe she had that. My grandma had this, too. Mom found that for me down there. Hillbilly Jim. Grassing figure, I don't know. I, I can just see my grandpa playing with that. I don't I don't know. It's kind of crazy, right? Hillbilly Jim. It's fun talking about the old days and how good it's been. Amen. I ain't taking anything away from that. I don't want you to ever forget where God has brought you from. Come on, somebody. Don't forget where he's brought you from. But know this, that he can change you today and make your steps of a good man that's ordered of the Lord be different walking on here on out. He can change us from the inside out. God has made every person in this room, and he's gave you influence with other people. He wants you to be the conduit that he can use to get to your friends and your family. Won't you bow your head and close your eyes, if you will? The question that I have today is, if there's anybody here that would like to say, God, help me to utilize the influence that you've blessed me with to better your kingdom. Is there anybody here that would use your social media platform for God's kingdom versus yours and you'd like to change where that you're more thoughtful in what you post or what you say or how you act this is between you and God we can all do more and I think that's what God is asking us to do through this Limp Node series. It's for us to change so that we can help change the world through and by Him. God, help us in this place today. To be used by you to better your kingdom. That we would be able to see the results of the change that you need in our society and in our community. Father, I pray today that you would awaken the church. Lord, to adapt and overcome. That you allow us here at the bridge to harness the capabilities of technology to be better stewards of our time. we would be better stewards 
of our time in helping others. And God, that we could see the change that you've created in us so that we become more like your son, Jesus. Lord, that we have love and compassion and mercy. Lord, that we forgive. We will be long-suffering. That we will be just like him, that even though they hung him on the cross, even then, he was saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what to do. God, let us be like him. And in that, we will be change agents in this world. God, help your bridge people to be your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody says, Amen.